free download from Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elam Church building at LeBanks, St Samson's in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. Okay, if you've got your Bibles with you, we're just going to... Psalm 119. Just want to read one verse. I want to call this one Living in the God Lane. How to live your life, to live our lives in the God Lane. Anyone want to live their life in the God Lane? Now, actually, just before, before I go on in this, uh, I need to say that if you're going to get this, I want you to think not on Guernsey roads, okay, but on Motorways, okay. If you think of Guernsey Road, you're going to struggle right now. You've got to. I mean, is that right? You you want you think of English roads. Think of English roads, okay. Uh, things like overtaking and <laughs> going faster than 35 mile an hour. I know that's a kind of. <laughs> so I want you to get that in your mind. But Psalm 119 verse 32 says, "I will run the course of your commandments, for you enlarge my heart." Let me just read that again. I will run. In other words, the the lane that I'm going to live my life in is the lane of the the commandments, of of the words of God. I will run the course of your commandments for you enlarge my heart. I want us to think about this this morning. You know, the question is what kind of lane of life are you living in? Really, when you think about it, the course, the lane that you live your life in is where you go and how you go. So a lot of people live their lives in the slow lane. How many hate being in the slow lane? You know, a lot of people live their life in the slow lane and don't really kind of get anywhere in life. Some people live in, in the wrong lane. How many have ever found yourself in the wrong lane, driving in the wrong lane? Come on, be honest. And a lot of people in life live their life in the wrong lane and are struggling with all kinds of stuff in life, with sin, with all kinds of failure. How many found yourself stuck in a lane that you don't want to be in? How many found that? You're on this lane and you're on this lane. You think, I want to get over to that lane, but I'm stuck in this lane and I can't get out of it. How many have ever had that experience? Now, if you're just in this lane and you just see where you should be going, but you know you can't get over to that lane because you're stuck in the wrong lane. And when you're stuck in the wrong lane, you end up in life going to where you don't want to go. So it's so important that we're in the God lane because if we're not in the God lane and we're in another lane, then we find our lives going in a way that we don't want to go. Now, how many... Now, how many love, we love lady drivers, we really love lady drivers. But there's a story of a lady who was driving in a car and her husband phones her. Now, it's, it's, it's a, you know, it comes to the Bluetooth, so, so, and he says to her, I've just heard on the radio there's somebody driving down the wrong way on the motorway. And she says, only one, I see hundreds and hundreds driving down on the wrong way of the motorway. It's like the policeman who says, Sir, why are you driving this car in a circle? He said, I was just taking it for a spin. Uh, 
Sorry about that. I shouldn't have said that. That was sorry. I do apologise for that one. Uh, but I think that. But the God lane. The God lane is full of destiny. The God lane is full of purpose. The God lane is full of fulfilment. And being really being in the God lane is being in the will of God for your life. When you're not in the God lane, that means you're following your own way. You're going on your own line. You're following your own way of life. You know, one thing I found out, how many of satnaps? I always seem to have a problem following satnaps because I see the way I want to go, but then the satnaps will tell me another way to go. I seem to somehow always want to follow my way rather than the way of the satnaf. And how come the satnaf eventually always seems to be right? And often in life, you know, we sometimes train to want to follow our way. We want to follow on our highway, our way. And if you're not happy, you're not fulfilled, or you're not growing, and you're not using your talents and your abilities, you're not impacting the world, Maybe you've got off course, maybe you've got out of the lane and you need to get back into the God lane so that you can fulfill God's purpose for your life. How many have loved the Olympics? Have you ever seen the Olympics these last few weeks? How many have loved the Olympics? We've done amazing and I just love the various, you know, various track events they have and, you know, and it's kind of sad when you think about it, that a guy could spend five, ten, Years and years training, and yet, during the race, if, at the beginning of the race, if he gets into another lane or somehow crosses into another lane, all those years of training go. Because he can be disqualified right there. Because he's in the wrong lane. And I think sometimes if we're, if we're struggling with life, just drifting through life, maybe it's because we've got into the wrong lane. See, when you get in the wrong lane, you lose the blessings of God for your life. He can't empower us as he wants to because we're not living the life he called us to live. But if we keep in the God lane, the strength, the power to do all that God called us to do. I've seen people and I look at some of the struggles and some of the battles and some of the incredible challenges they've been through. And yet I love to hear these testimonies. I came to that situation because I had a strength I didn't know I had. God gave me such an incredible peace. God gave me such an incredible joy. And the only reason I came through that was because I live my life in the God lane, and because I live my life in the God lane, there was incredible strength. And really, it's not a matter of what ability, what talent we have. The issue is this today. Are you living your life in the will of God? Are you living your life on the God lane? And if you're living your life in the God lane, He will supply all that you need for every circumstance, for every challenge, for every every single thing you face in life. He will give you all that you need to face it and to come through it. Can you say amen? Is that wonderful? Because you're living your life in the God lane.
That's why the greatest place to live your life is in the God lane. Because I want to live in his strength. I want to live in his power. I want to live in his joy. I want to live in his peace. I want to live in all the supply he has for me. And the only way that's going to happen is by living my life where? In the God lane. Matthew 7, verse 13. It says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter into it. In other words, it's Jesus was saying, he was saying that the, the wide road, sometimes the broad way, seems to be the way that's easy. Ever seen that? And people are, you know, you're driving your car. It's a beautiful sunny day. You got your music on, your Bing Crosby, or whatever else you got on. And you're just enjoying the view. And I think often in life we can take the broad way and just drift through life. And often the Bible says that people on a lane, and often the lane seems broad, it seems easy. It's almost this lane that says whatever, whatever feels good, you do it. You follow the easy option. How many realize the easy way is not necessarily the right way? The broad lane is the easy lane. It's the drifting lane. But how many realize that's the lane where so many people can mess up their lives? They can mess up relationships. They can... Mess up all kinds of purpose in life because they've chosen the broad way, the easy way, and not followed the God way. And Jesus says it's the, it's the narrow way. Sometimes you have to take hard decisions. You've got to take choices. You've got to say, God, I'm not going to follow my way. I'm choosing to follow your way. One of the things that Jesus calls for he says, if you are to follow him, he calls for repentance. And the word repentance actually means to turn around. Never read that? You lost your way and you turn around. It's about turn and go in another direction. And that's what the word repentance means. It means to change your mind and to go a different direction. You are following your way, but now you're going to follow his way. And that takes a a decision. That takes a choice. Sometimes that takes hard decision. That's going to be costly. That's going to be cost you. But the broad way is easy. Anybody could follow that way. But Jesus, the way that I call you to follow sometimes will be a narrow way. But it's the way that leads to abundant life. It's the way that leads to joy. It's the way that leads to peace. It's the way that leads to strength the narrow way that God calls us to follow. How many found? How do you know when you're taking the broad way? How do you know when you're taking the, the easy way? Because you find yourself in a place in life you don't want to be in. You find yourself on a lane you don't want to go. You find yourself in a situation you don't want to be in. You find yourself in a circumstance you don't want to be in. You know, Angie actually has only ever had one crash. Is that right? I've had five. When I get to heaven, I know who my angels are. 
they're going to be the ones like this. They're going to be the ones who have a little bit of stutter when they speak. I think they possibly even have slightly different coloured hair. A bit of grey hair there, I think. Because of the work I've put them to in my life here on earth. But the reason why Angie had that crash, and it wasn't her fault actually, is because somebody drove on the wrong side of the road. And they kind of went into her. You see, when you know your lane is, you know what your lane isn't. Yeah, obvious. If I, I'm on the right lane, then I know it's the right lane. But sometimes when, when I know I'm on the right lane, then I know what the wrong lane isn't. Can you see that? I know it's a bit complicated. Can you see that? When I know I'm driving on the right lane, then I know what isn't the right lane. Now, if you understand that, explain to me afterwards. But you know what I mean? That in other words, that I think sometimes we can take, and I've seen people often, and they realize in life they took the wrong lane. For some, they took the drug lane. For some, it's the alcohol lane. For some, it's the unforgiveness lane that left them with bitterness and all kinds of stuff in their life. For others, they follow the, the lane of anxiety and worry. But God says, take the God lane. Take the God way. Do you know what white lanes are there for? White lanes are there for because they're boundaries. There are, they are boundaries that when you cross over that line, you could get yourself into all kinds of problems. And I think there's certain things God tells us not to do, not to make life difficult, not to prevent our lives from, from, having, the, from having a good time, but prevent our lives from crashing. We don't have to struggle with negative habits because when you come into the God lane, when you come into the Christ lane, that is the way there's life and life more abundantly. The good thing about being in the God lane is that you know who you are. You know what Jesus has done on your behalf. You know the amazing things he's done in your life. And you're saying, God, from this time on, I don't want to live my life not as you call it to be, but I want to live my life in the God lane. So very quickly, how do I keep my life in the God lane? Here's the first thing. You've got to desire it. You've got to want to live your life in God's will. You don't live in this lane because your mum wants you to live in this lane. You don't live in this lane because your wife wants you to live in this lane. You live in this lane because God wants you to live in it and you desire to live in that lane. Jesus said, whatever things you desire when you pray, Psalmist said, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And really here's the question. How much do you desire to live God's will for your life? I love what Jesus said. He said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. I love this phrase where he said, he says, my food is to do the Father's will. I love it. He says, the thing that really energizes me, 
the thing that empowers me, the thing that gives my life purpose and meaning and significance, the thing that gives me joy and peace and strength, the thing that sustains my life, is to do the Father's will. If we desire to do something, then we put time and effort into doing that. Isn't it amazing that we live today in the age of technology, information? There is nothing you can't learn about today. You know, our girls, I want to go say a certain thing about a certain situation and Google, and instead they tell me in two minutes what the answer is. Because we live in such a, an age of information, you can get it in moments. I was thinking if we can do that in natural, how much more do we need to spend putting time and effort into knowing God? See, how can you do his will if you don't know him? The more I know him, the more I know his will. I love what David said. David says, God, teach me your ways. I think one of the greatest prayers you can pray is, God, teach me your ways. Because there are so many various choices, but I want to know your ways. Teach me, show me your ways. But to do that, you've got a desire to do his will. There's one thing I've found out about being in God's way. You don't get in it accidentally. You don't just happen to be in it. It's by making the right choices. It's by willing to spend time to get to know God. If you don't hunger for it, then you'll never really come to have it. If you're content with living kind of mediocre life, have an easy way, then you're never going to come into the will and the God lay. You've got to want it and desire it. David said this, One thing I desired of the Lord, one thing I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. There's the one purpose, the one desire, the one thing I hunger for, the one thing that burns in my heart is I want to live my life for God. I want to live for Him. I want to do His will. I want to do His purpose. Because I know it's the greatest way to live life. Here's the second thing. I think if you're to go on God's way, God's highway, God's road, I think it takes courage and confidence. It takes courage to follow God's way. Because sometimes the world and the things this world are going to pull you in a different way. And sometimes you need the courage to say, God, no matter what it costs, I'm following your way. Someone said this, any dead fish can float downstream. And I think to follow God's way, it takes courage, it takes boldness. I think one of the greatest films ever made, this is my personal opinion, and whatever that means, I love Lord of the Rings. How many love Lord of the Rings? I'm the only one. I, I kind of like it. No, I think it's an amazing film. I don't care. And my, I suppose one of my favorite characters is Sam. How many love Sam? I, you know, how many would love a friend like Sam? He's so encouraging. You know, Mr. Frodo, you know, Mr. Frodo. We've only got 5,000 5, miles to go, Mr. Frodo, but we can still do it. I know we've only got one cream cracker to last us the next three weeks, but we can do it. And he's such a great friend. Of us, so encouraging, so upbuilding. And he's a real great character. But my favorite hero above all is 
arrogant. How many of you love arrogant? He's so cool and nothing seems to stir him. He seems to be such a, you know, such a cool guy. And I love what he said this. This is what he said in part of the film or in the book. He says, I see in your eyes the same fear that would take the heart of men. The day may come when the courage of men may fail and we must break all bonds of fellowship. But this is the day that we fight. I just love that. Sometimes to, to keep in God's lane, that's to be a fight. You've got to fight. The ability to, to resist sin. Sometimes you've got to stand for the things of God. It takes courage sometimes to stand on God's word. Why is it sometimes people can become so quiet and nervous, full of fear, full of timidity? Often that's a result that often in life they some way have been pushed down. May have been an overbearing father. Maybe someone who spoke negative in your life. Maybe you did something and someone laughed at you. And it all kind of failed. Maybe you've had some failure, some, something that's failed in life. And it's caused your life to kind of withdraw. And now you have no real expectation about life. No confidence. No assurance. Because the things of the life have just overcome you. Hebrews 10.35 says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which is a great reward. For you need endurance so that after that you've done the will of God, you may receive a promise. And I want to encourage you this morning. Be confident in God. There's a new song that we learned, and it speaks about how faithful God is. How many have found God is so faithful? He's so faithful. And when you really see how faithful God is, you can have confidence in Him. You can have confidence in His promises. You can have confidence in what He says. And there's a strength there. There's a confidence there that God will do what he says he will do. I'd encourage you to the morning. Whatever words, whatever promises, whatever God has spoken into your life, kind of stick in there. And I think it takes courage to stay in the world of God. In the word of God. Anybody can follow the crowd. Anybody can give in to the things of life. But we're going to say, God, we are a people we believe you. We believe you. The Bible says, come boldly, therefore, to the throne of grace by the blood of Jesus. I think the most exciting life you could live, and, or you should live, is the Christian life. I think the most exciting life you can live is living your life in the God lane. Seeing God's promises come to pass in your life. Seeing God do amazing things through your life. Seeing God use you. Causing, using your life to make a difference in our world, to influence, to change people's lives because you're living your life in the God lane. It's exciting. It's, it's thrilling. Every day is, is really something that should be amazing to us because every day could be a day when I'm living my life on the God lane. Anything could happen and it probably will. Can you say amen? Here's another last one is this. Alertness. <laughs> Ever drove you at night, maybe, when you're driving the car at night, if you've had to drive through the night, you've got to kind of slap yourself, drink a lot of coffee. Is that right, Sil? Keep yourself awake. 
don't know if he's going through the knife line. You, you've got to kind of keep yourself away. I remember, well, last year when we were, well, this year when we were in America, we, we drove from San Francisco to another part of California. Driving through San Francisco, everybody's crazy there, everybody's mad there sort of thing. But when you come out of that, there was at least two or three hours of just, everything looked the same. Nobody on the road, and you're driving there for just two or three hours, absolutely nobody else on the road. And it's so easy right there, you know, to lose your alertness. The Bible says this, and do this, knowing that the, knowing the time that is now is high time, to awake out of your sleep. Now is the high time. Now. Look at that phrase there. Now is the high time. See, a lot of people can kind of drift through life. Never really evaluate their life. Never really ask themselves questions. Why am I here? That's a great question to ask yourself. Is that right? Why am I on this earth for? What's the purpose? Why am I here for? And a lot of people live their life and never really evaluate their lives. Never really ask themselves questions. For example, what happens when I die? That's a good question. Because we're not just talking about a couple of years. We're talking about something that's eternal. Is that right? Bible says after death comes the judgment. So I need to ask myself those kind of questions. Where do I go when I die? What am I on this planet for? What's life all about? But I see so many people who are just drifting through life, never asking themselves. Almost life has passed them by. And they never really did what they should have done. They kept putting off what they knew they should be doing. And suddenly they wake up at the end of their life and they suddenly wonder why they are where they are. That dream that was never achieved. That life that God had for you, that you said you would live, that kind of never happened. That issue in your life that robbed you so much of your life but you never dealt with it. I think the greatest thing to do is to be awake to God's purpose and to do it. Sometimes we're not even aware sometimes of the things that are going around us in the world. Little by little, attitudes, ways, lifestyles, values. A little compromise here, a little compromise there, and we become asleep. And before we're aware, the enemy has kind of drew us in. And I've seen people often with tears in their eyes come to me and say, I don't know how I got here. How did I get myself in such a mess? How did I get myself into this position? How did I end up here? You know what happened? They were asleep. They weren't alert. And they missed the purpose and the plan that God had for their life. And that's why he says it's high time. You know what the high time is? It's the highest time you can have. You know, my dear daughter Amy is getting married in a few weeks. And I'm reminded that this is high time. In other words, 
This isn't like kind of maybe between 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock. You know what I mean? This is high time. This is the exact moment, the exact time. That's what that word means. The exact moment, the exact time. Be awake to seize every opportunity. Let's be awake to God's plan, God's purpose for your life. Yeah, I've done this. I've had a little bit on Kobo Valley. Let's kind of bring up to where we are. And you're driving there. And if you're ever kind of drifting off a little bit, remember those bumps in the road? <laughs> you know, if you're slightly not alert, suddenly you become alert as you kind of go six foot in the air and over that kind of bump right there. And I think sometimes God sort of wants to kind of give us a bit of a bump. How many found that in life? Suddenly you get a bit of a bump and you suddenly wake up and, and you're alert to what's going on. And I think there's opportunities all around if we would awake to them. I believe God is on the move all the time. We just need to be awake to realize it. The great move of God was in the 1700s under people like John Wesley, Jonathan Edwards, uh, all these people. And, And they call it this. They call it the Great Awakening. What happened? It's when the church awoke. They awoke to spiritual reality. They awoke to the time in which they were living. They awoke to the needs of people and broken people and situations around them. They suddenly awoke to it. God opened their eyes. They had a bump. At that moment, the nations of the world were often going, literally collapsing. You know, Britain was almost had a revolution if it wasn't for John Wesley, who began to awaken the whole nation of the UK. And so they call it a great awakening when the whole nation was changed. Some of the benefits that we even have received today came as a result of the great awakening. Oh, that God would grant another great awakening. Oh, that God would come and awake his people to this day. And I think God has got great stuff. Doors he wants to open for us. All kinds of situations he wants to bring about in your life. The question is, are you going to seize the day? Or can I put it this way? Are you going to seize the steering wheel? <laughs> you know, here's a good, good advice. Don't drive without steering. <laughs> or even better advice, don't drive with your eyes closed. <laughs> Pretty hard to drive with your eyes closed, is that right? But people can drive life with their eyes closed to the purpose and the plan and the destiny of God in their life. So seize the day, seize the moment, seize the opportunity. Awaken to the days in which we live. Let's just come, let's just close our eyes right now before him. Let me read that verse again from Psalm 119, verse 32. This was the cry of David's heart. So I will run the course of your commandments. I think there were times in David's life where he missed it big time. He failed and he he gone into the wrong lane in life and brought him a lot of pain and 
mess in his life. But God graciously worked in David's life and he got back onto the God lane and did amazing things for God. And I'm just thinking this one. Maybe you feel right now that I kind of got out of the lane. I don't know how it happened, but I got out of God lane. I got out of the God lane. And, I, and the good thing this morning is this. You can't live your life looking at the rear mirror. Otherwise, you're going to crash. And maybe right now you're here and you're living your life looking through the rear mirror. Looking at your failures and your mistakes and your disappointments. And now God is calling you back into the God lane. So you can look straight ahead and come into his destiny and purpose. Maybe you're here today, you've never actually been in the God lane, ever. And God's calling you to get into the God lane again. To give your life to Jesus. And to get into, into God's lane for your life. Because his lane is the lane that's, that leads to life and eternal life. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father, but he comes by me. So we want to come into the God lane. We want to come into the way of Jesus. That's the way to eternal life. That's the way to abundant life. But it's a choice and decision that we make to come into that lane. And if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life today, we've got some booklets that we'd love to give to you. We'd love to talk to you more of how you can live a life in the God lane. Maybe you're a believer here and you've kind of got out the lane. And you know you're heading in the wrong direction. You're heading the wrong way. You're, you're really, you've come out off the white lines. And God's calling you back into the God lane. So you need to say, Lord, today I'm coming back. I'm making a choice. Because I know you've got a great purpose, a great destiny, a great plan for my life. And I want to give my life to following in the God lane. Father, we thank you today that you've got this amazing highway, this amazing road for us today. And Lord, we pray right now, this morning, if there are any today that, Lord, have lost sight of the God lane, have pulled off that lane, who have kind of moved away from that, we pray, Lord, that we want to come back into that God lane. We want to come back into your purpose and your destiny for our life. For those who have never come into that lane, Lord, I pray you'd draw them, I pray you'd speak to them, I pray you'd draw them into that lane that you've called them to live life. We thank you for that lane that, Lord, Lord, is the only way. Lord, you are the only way. No man can come to you, but lest they come by you. You're the only way. Only one way leads to you, and that's through Jesus. And so today, we want to come through that way today. And so, Lord, we give you praise, we give you thanks for who you are, for what you've done. We magnify, we praise you in your mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this free download from Delance Elam Church. For more downloads or to contact us, please visit our website at Delance